his karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams, thanks for everything, mom and dad, will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker. Worker of yours. We are joined by Erie County Legislator Lindsay Larigo. Lindsay, welcome back. Thank you for having me. It's uh, so nice to be here and my first time in the studio. So thanks for having me, Joe. Yes. And before we get to everything going on, Legislator, you know, uh, Legislature, we've t- we talked to you during the campaign, but introduce yourself. This is your first term as an Erie County Legislator. Uh, who is Lindsay Larigo? Yeah, you know, it's a funny thing uh, to be here now. Uh, so I, by day, I'm a digital marketing specialist. So I'm a global digital marketing specialist for a dental equipment manufacturing company. I'm also uh, the director of marketing and business development for Western New York Dyslexia Specialists. Um, I did work before my career in digital marketing. I worked in uh, the New York State Assembly as well as the Erie County Legislature. Um, I decided to kind of switch course. I went back to Canisius and I got my MBA in marketing. Um, and that's kind of what got me where I am today. In my free time, I coach youth soccer. Um, I'm a parishioner at Nativity of Our Lord. I am on the Substance Free Coalition um, at Kids Escaping Drugs. Um, and really what brought me here is a passion for public service. You know, my nine-year-old tells me every day when it's time to move out, he's going to build a house in our backyard. And I want to make that true in 10 years. I want to make Erie County a better and more more affordable place to live. Now, during the election, we talked to you during uh, during the election. Anything you learned, anything that was surprising during the election this year? You know, the best part of being in an election cycle is knocking on the hundreds and hundreds of doors I did from March to November. Um, and what I heard is probably nothing that anybody's surprised to hear. People are tired of the same old, same old. They're frustrated at every single level of government, whether it's national, state or local. Um, you know, election time comes around and suddenly everybody's a conservative. We have the county executive championing things like lowering the tax levy. Um, and then the second it's over, he says, if you're a patriot, don't call uh, 911. We're not going to help you. So I think what people want to see is they want to see these common sense. I call them Western New York values. They want to see fiscal responsibility um, and they want to see their values being heard at the county level. So that's what I heard for months. And that's what I plan to do. Now, the first meeting was on Thursday, yes. and uh, I I tried to read the notes, but yeah, it's as I was telling you off the air, it's just not my, I, I cannot look through. I probably shouldn't say that as the host of Hardline. Maybe I should just <laughs> learn to read through legal talk. Um, but a few things were addressed, but the one thing that gets everyone's attention, when you talk budget, mm-hmm. everyone, that's that's what everyone's flipping to, right? Everyone's going to go to budget. So looking at last year's, you you talk, you uh, wrote an op-ed in the Buffalo News, which congratulations on getting in the Buffalo News. <laughs> Thank you. Um, the, the, um, the budget was something, you know, another thing that we've talked about here when, when the budget was passed was the gas tax break yes. that's going away. Yes. Is there any chance that doesn't go away? 
I would say the chances are slim. Um, you know, as a member of the Minority Caucus, I can tell you the Minority, ca the minority Caucus is going to stand strong and fight against it and do what we can. You know, when you look at the budget, and I know, you know, luckily for my private sector work, analytics and numbers, that's what I specialize in and where I'm comfortable. Just uh, in 2022, we had a $96 million surplus, right? So when I'm talking to these residents at doors and they're saying, okay, so we're lowering the tax levy by $1 million, thanks for nothing. We had $96 million extra. Of course, people are frustrated. We have the gas cap that's set to expire on March 1st. The hard thing with gas, and it's kind of the hard thing to translate what that might mean, is it could be the difference of, you know, it's sales tax being charged of gas, but obviously the gas prices fluctuate. So we can say, even if we extend it, you might not feel it in your pocket, but at the end of the day, a few cents a gallon or whatever it would turn out to be, that's affecting somebody making $500,000 a year driving their BMW. And it's also uh, it's also affecting your high school that's driving their running down car uh, to McDonald's to save up to go to college, right? So just saying, oh, it doesn't matter that much, I think it's that's the type of out-of-touch um, talk that politicians in Erie County are a little too comfortable talking about. Yeah, I, I, I say that all the time. Uh, <laughs> um, so the budget gets a lot of, and you mentioned there, right? So yep. going a million down, but over the last 12 years, the budget's gone up more than a million dollars. Yeah, over um, since Mark's taken office, uh, Mark Polenkar's, I mean, the budget has increased roughly $750 million, right? And I have residents in my district that they leave their house in cold in New York and they blow their tires and potholes on county roads. So where is that money going? You know, this is where residents get so extremely frustrated. You know, the other thing that we did pass, not me because I wasn't in office, um, but the legislature was able to pass was the uh, home energy, right? So we were able to get a uh, relief for residents in Erie County not charging sales tax on home energy bills in those high heat months from December to February. Great. And this is where, again, residents get frustrated because of, this, of the roughly 62 counties in New York State, only a handful were still charging those taxes. So this is where then we go to residents and we say, oh, this is so great. Honestly, residents are frustrated and they say, thanks for the bare minimum. And I completely understand and agree with them. You can't uh, have a $96 million surplus, cut the tax levy by $1 million, which just to clarify, the tax levy is the total amount collected, which has been on the rise year after year, right? Because home, uh, you know, houses are getting assessed. That's on the rise, right? We're not actually reducing the amount of money that we're taking in. We're just reducing the amount that we're taxing on. Um, and when you're reducing it by a $1 million, but you have, have had record high surpluses, Residents are fed up. Yeah, for sure. Uh, looking at the budget, and mm -hmm. I know this was a few months ago, so forgive me if this has already been something that's been addressed. Uh, Kevin Hardwick, he's the comptroller. He had this, you know, gloomy forecast, right, for mm -hmm. Erie County. He, he said, if we don't get a hold of the money, it's going to be a problem years down the road. How was that taken at the legislature? I mean, that, that seems to be something that was completely ignored. It is no accident that that report came out just right after election time. You have, on one hand, you have uh, the county executive always saying that we can't take a look at the temporary sales tax because we need that money. It would just be, it would be, it would be detrimental to the county. It wouldn't be detrimental to the county if we were weren't in such a stage of out-of-control spending. So then right after the election, we have, you know, Comptroller Kevin Hardwick coming out saying, oh my goodness, we're in, you know, fiscal peril. So both can't be true. We can't say that uh, we need to spend all this money, but we also don't have enough money to, you know, get by. At the end of the day, this is where, you know, we get these election time uh, politicians, like I said, and it's time to start holding them accountable. You know, you can't be a November conservative and be a December uh, liberal that wants to spend tax dollars as if they're own. It just doesn't check out. Another thing that we... His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hiya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams... Thanks for everything, Mom and Dad. ...will always be worth it. 
Apply today at penfed.org slash savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker worker of yours. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. I've seen a lot of uh, talk about, I mean, this started during the pandemic, but now it's it's, it's gone over because of the uh, sheriff's department, and that's overtime. Uh, how is that being addressed? Is that being addressed? And what do you think will be the end result? Last year, um, the there was a deal struck to, and, it, and it's not just with the sheriff's office, right? During COVID, we saw overtime at all levels of government, whether it was um, in the county administration or with the sheriff's office. And it is something that needs to be addressed. Again, this is where people at home, you know, I had to work the past two days. I'm not getting overtime for it. People get aggravated, right? Um, and this is where it does need to be addressed. The sheriff has expressed um, willingness to address the issue, but we have to figure out a way to do that, right? So on Thursday, there was suspended in a resolution um, that did get sent to committee, which is where things should get sent. We should be having these discussions and having the conversations because when you really take a look at the resolution, the resolution that was proposed, it isn't just about overtime. It's about giving blanket powers to the county executive's administration to do things like make settlements for employee disputes without anybody knowing about them. And these are things that we cannot allow to happen. Yeah. Um, now, where does overtime stand today? Because I thought after the pandemic and the outcry for the overtime that was given that that had been addressed. So who's getting overtime today and who's not? So there are still some administrators in the sheriff's office that can get holiday pay. Right. So if you you know, if they're still coming in on a holiday, they can still be collecting that overtime pay. Right. Um, so it's a little different. So they're, the overall overtime issue, they struck a deal last year um, about that and they work together on it. I think we can work together again to find another solution, because now when we raise these salaries. Right. So that's what happened. So we took some of these sheriff's administrators. We said, look, instead of overtime, we're going to get the salaries to where they should be. OK, we're going to cut back on overtime. But now when they're making holiday pay, they're making them on these salaries that are thirty thousand dollars more than they were a couple years ago. Right. So there needs to be an issue to address it. Again, the sheriff is willing to do that. But we can't just have one legislator suspend in a resolution and say, OK, we're voting on this today. No, we need time to have the discussion because we need to get to the heart of what really is the issue and what this resolution is really going to do. Because I don't think that the legislature should be handing over uh, more powers to the county executive's office. We are supposed to be a check and balance, not a rubber stamp. With the Democrats having the majority, do they feel, do you feel that they think it's okay to give as much power to the executive as possible? What I would say Maybe is, that's not a fair question. <laughs> you know, you might be asking the wrong person. Um, what I would say is that uh, they have expressed a willingness to work together. I'm one week in. I hope that that's true, right? I hope that we can come to a resolution that will affect, um, will be positive for Erie County residents and will make 
you know, us a safer community to live in. Because we also don't want to sacrifice the safety of our community. We need to figure out some sort of middle ground. So I'm hopeful that we can work across the aisle and come to some sort of common sense solution. But we're going to have to see how it goes. You mentioned you're a weekend. How frustrating is it after Election Day until January, knowing things are still getting done and you have no say? Joe, I can't tell you how many times I wanted to bang my head against a wall. So I've been going to the legislature on Thursdays since oh, since they reconvened after their recess in August. I've been going every week, give or take a few weeks, that, or two weeks actually, that I wasn't able to attend. And I sit there and I see these uh, legislature meetings. I see the session meetings. They're short. There's not a lot of discussion. And it kills me to sit there and not be able to do anything. So I'm glad to finally have uh, my nameplate at a desk and be able to stand up and ask the questions that I know Erie County residents want to see asked. Now, another big thing that was uh, talked about during the election, and obviously people are going to continue asking, um, you know, because the county executive saved the bills uh, to hear him say it. (laughs) Uh, What is the Bill Stadium? Now, this new stadium, you know, if you've been to a game, you see construction. I have, you know, the cheapest seats in the house, so I can see this this new stadium Mm -hmm. almost as good as the field for my seats at the current stadium. (laughs) What is the county's commitment from now to the new stadium on the new stadium and the one that we're currently playing in. So you're going to see over the next year, there is uh, luckily Erie County, you know, when we talk about the Bills Stadium, it's so tough because I think it's so important to keep the Bills in Buffalo. And I'm glad that we were able to do that. They're an asset and they're part of our culture. Like you said, your whole day is going to depend on how this, uh, how tonight goes. And I totally understand. And at the end of the day, it was a good deal for Erie County taxpayers and a bad deal for New York State taxpayers. At the end of the day, one is the other. So I understand, you know, where that aggravation comes in too. Erie County before had a huge commitment for costs of maintaining the um, maintaining the maintaining the stadium, um, providing those game day services, things like that. Right. Um, moving forward, you're going to see that's going to be shifting to the state. So that burden, which was millions of dollars every year, will be taken off of the Erie County taxpayers and moved to the state. It is nice to see New York State projects that usually end up downstate. That money being spent in Western New York. Um, so we are lessening the burden on Erie County taxpayers. Over the next year, you're going to see there is going to be an in, um, an influx in investment that we committed, um, luckily with funds from um, federal money from COVID and things like that. We've been able to put a lot of cash forward so that there um, won't be as much burden on the Erie County taxpayer. Um, but it is a good long-term deal for Erie County. What bothers me, I am a daughter of a uh, local 17 um crane operator. And I know that a lot of these jobs are already going out of state. And I've talked to different construction companies. um, And unfortunately, the laws in New York State, they really prohibit um, and are very prohibitive to allowing these jobs to stay local. And it would have been nice. And it's something I want to work on with uh, the majority caucus and seeing how can we maybe piecemeal some of these jobs and make sure that we're keeping all this investment as much as we can in Erie County. The current stadium will obviously get torn down. Mm -hmm. Sad, depressing, Uh, get torn down like uh, Shea Stadium in New York. Who's paying for that, Erie County or New York State? That's a good question, one I don't have an answer to off the top of my head, um, but I can definitely get back to you on that, Joe. So from from now till that day, though, the only thing Erie County, other than the one-time payment of the new stadium, the only thing they're responsible for is keeping this stadium functioning until the new one opens. There, you know, it's all worked out in the deal. Um, we do have some commitments to keep things going, and there's um, commitments that we have to go towards the new stadium. I don't have those exact numbers off the top of my head, but like I said, it is a long-term better deal for Erie County taxpayers. Another thing uh, people are talking about, Erie Net, yes. which it seemed like we were talking about a lot. It went went away, and now all of a sudden it's back in the news again. Uh, where do we stand on Erie Net? Uh, who's benefiting from Erie Net, and what are the next steps? Uh, right now, nobody. Uh, <laughs> that's the short answer. Look, if we look at the reality of it, um, 
we it gets talked about from the county executive like it's about getting broadband at every corner of the county. That's not what it really is. What it is about putting in the infrastructure for hopefully providers to tap into. There are no provider agreements right now. It has taken three years and six million dollars just to purchase the wire to put in the ground. Right. We just broke ground, we'll say, and started wire started going into the ground just a few weeks ago. Um, at the end of the day, I mean, I don't have to tell you the tech industry changes every single day. And this is what happens when government tries to get into government. I don't think any resident will tell you is known for efficiency and spending our money well. Right. So it's a great idea. And I think it's really uh, noble in its task. But at the end of the day, how long is it going to take us to put these wires in the ground? Is this going to be obsolete technology by the time they're in the ground? And we don't have providers. But the main point of this is that we don't have providers willing to reach certain parts of the county. It's a very small portion, but certain parts of the county and a lot that affect my district. But by the time the wire's in the ground at the way county government moves, is it even going to be something that's usable and viable? That's a question because you said mm-hmm. you have no providers now, but what kind of wire is being used? I mean, could Verizon Fios, could they use what Erie is putting in the ground? I mean, what kind of provider can agree to the technology that's being used. Discussions are ongoing with the providers, but there are no agreements signed. And at the end of the day, I mean, it's it's difficult because right now it took us three years just to buy the wires. So by the time they're in the ground, we still have to get permissions to put uh, lines up on poles that we don't have. So by the time it's all said and done, is this going to take three more years, six more years, 10 more years? And if I had to guess, technology is probably going to be pretty different then. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people are using 5G as their home internet now. Uh, exactly. You know, you've got hotspots. There's different ways to do things. Um, look, COVID brought, brought it to the forefront that technology and internet access is really important. It's something we've always known. But is government always providing the best answer to problems? I, I would argue no. How much is that costing us? Um, I believe $36 million or roughly $36 million was allocated so far. $6 million has spent on wires, but there's also operating costs because we have a whole team that's working on this, right? So it's costing a lot of money and we're not seeing any results right now. Is this the kind of project that's paused by winter, by bad conditions? Or is this an everyday putting this in the ground? They just started putting line in the ground that's moving it's very difficult to say i mean if you you know i've been watching uh they put they publish on youtube um the urinet uh committee meetings and i've been catching up on some of them uh there's not a i can't say that i have a really confident answer to how quickly it's moving but i will say it took us three years to buy six million dollars worth of wire well best buy can only sell you so much at a time right (laughs) uh before before i get you out of here anything else that you wanted to mention that i didn't bring up um, I think you covered everything. I would just encourage, you know, every resident of Erie County, start paying attention. It's time to start holding our politicians accountable. We're coming out of an election cycle. A lot of promises were made. Let's make sure they're kept. All right. Lindsay Larigo, Erie County legislator. Thank you so much. Thank you. His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams... Thanks for everything, Mom and Dad. ...will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this... Why? A lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion.
Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.